0: Welcome back to Leader Lab. Uh, this month, my guest is Steve Farber. He's joining me in the Leader Lab. Steve, for those that don't know, who are you and what do you do?
1: Uh, well, I th- simply put, I, uh, mean, I've i been in the field of leadership development for about 20 years. Nowadays, I spend most of my time uh, speaking at uh, conferences and so forth and writing.
0: That's fantastic. And and the latest writing project, the latest book is Greater Than Yourself, or uh, as it's known on Twitter, pound GTY. Right, uh, <laughs> <when
1: it>, exactly. <laughs>
0: What is G-C-Y? yeah?
1: Greater than yourself is the third is the third book. The first book was called The Radical Leap, came out in April of '04, uh, which I'm proud to say was was included in uh, the 100 best business books of all time last year, which is a real uh, you know great honor, of course. Uh, Radical Edge came out in April of '06, and then Greater than Yourself uh, just about uh, just about a year ago, in March of uh, March of '09.
0: Yeah, and and I do, I uh, apologize for my delay in reading it. I like most people have a stack of books that goes from the floor to my knee. Uh, and and finally got to greater yourself greater than yourself a, a year later and loved it um read a bunch into it but for those that don't know uh, what is gty
1: uh gty stands for greater than yourself and the premise is really very simple and very uh challenging particularly in the context of work uh and and that is that the greatest um uh, shall we say challenge opportunity obligation for a leader is to not focus their attention on his or her own greatness, but to strive to make others greater than they are. So greater than yourself throws down the gauntlet that says, pick somebody in your life, in, in your work life preferably, because that's where it's most challenging, that you can invest it in such a way that by the time you're done working with that person, they are greater at X, whatever X is, than you are.
0: I see. And what led you to, to write uh, greater than yourself?
1: Well, you know, it's really the same thing that's led me to uh to write everything that I've written you know it's based on my experience in uh in having had exposure to literally just about every kind of company you can imagine over the last couple of decades and and just asking the question what what have i seen that's really uh you know that's extraordinary what have i seen that really makes a difference from a leadership perspective and and also trying to answer the question if i could if i could flip that that switch or wave that magic wand and have everybody really pay attention, really do something, pay attention to something, do something significant. What would that be? Because obviously, I don't have that <laughs> magic wand. But but in answering that question, uh, it really brings in the sharp focus, the you know the the best practices. So greater than yourself really came about by my observation of seeing these these really tremendous leaders that really nobody's ever heard of. I and mean, these aren't I'm not talking about the famous people that you read about in the magazines or, or see on TV. But the people that are really, shall we say, famous in their own organizations, in other words, their their track records speak for themselves to the people that matter, in other words, the people that work for them, with them, around them, their customers, their clients, and all that, and those are the people that, that, you know, over and over again, the, the greatest ones that I've seen have this incredible track record of Of transforming the people around them into being leaders that are even greater than they are, so that's that that's what um what I try to capture in a very simple, very straightforward way in greater than yourself okay
0: and and now I know uh it's it's easy i think to see and and hear about greater than yourself and then let your mind drift to just mentoring and i know there's there's people in both camps on whether or not formal mentoring versus informal mentoring et cetera but I kind of feel like there's a difference between uh, GTY and mentoring. Uh, talk a little bit about sort of the differences and similarities you see between mentoring and gra- a greater than yourself project.
1: Yeah, I think they're they're very closely related. The problem that I have with the word mentoring is that it's uh, it's a very a very loose word. I mean, just just like leadership is is a word that's used very loosely. Um, people have different there are obviously different degrees of mentoring, and people use the word like for for example, I've had people tell me that that uh, Tom Peters, you know, who the you know, the famous uh, management guru's management guru, whose original claim to fame was In Search of Excellence, which came out, you know, mm. 150 years ago, I guess. Well, Tom, you know, I worked for Tom. I, I was vice president of his company for six years. And I've had people tell me that Tom is their mentor, which is interesting because oftentimes they'll say that without ever having met him, right? In other words, what they're saying is that he's a mentor to them because his ideas are so powerful that they've they've really transformed their lives and, you know, changed the way they do business and look at the world and all that. Well, that's a very different kind of a mentor from a GTY or a greater than yourself relationship. The other way that I hear the word mentor used is it's, it's like an assignment, right? A lot of organizations have a mentoring program and they have their value, but it's very different because in that kind of a situation, oftentimes, you know, you are assigned somebody. You're going to be the mentor. This will be your mentee, which I think Maybe a word that we made up. I'm not sure. But, you know, so you're going to just kind of be a resource for this person and maybe every so often you have lunch and pat them on the back and answer some questions and help her out and, you know, and all that, which, again, is great. GTY is like that on steroids. Because if you really think about what it takes to not just mentor somebody or be helpful to somebody, but what it takes to raise that person up above yourself, it takes a very deep sense of of self, for one thing. I mean, you have to have a very expanded sense of who you are. Uh, You have to be focusing on your own capabilities. Uh, You have to be focusing on your own knowledge expansion. But you also have to, you know, you, you have to know quite clearly that by raising somebody else up, you're not diminishing yourself. So it ultimately starts with yourself. But then if you take it to the next step and ask, what does that really mean? What are the implications of striving to make that person greater than I am? That's that is a very significant um, act of the heart. You have to have a very deep, it's, you know. I'll, I'll accept love. I'll accept caring for uh, whatever it is for that person, right? You have to have that desire first of all to raise that person up, and then you've got to open up the floodgates and and give give that person everything that you know, all the people that you know, the opportunities and 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 the the coaching and all that stuff, but but in a, in a way that's so significant and so deeply personal that it it's really not something they can be assigned i don't think uh so it's it takes it to a to a completely different level but it's but it's at the same time it's a very natural thing you know i think you know this is something David that we get in other contexts we just don't tend to get it in in business we we get this as parents we get this as teachers, at least the you know, the good teachers get this. They want their students to grow up to have you know to, to be more well, let me put it this way. The greatest accomplishment for an eighth grade math teacher is to see one of their students grow up and win the Nobel Prize someday, right? Mm-hmm. I mean I'm still in class teaching eighth graders, but I can point there and say, look at what that kid has accomplished and I help make that happen. Teachers get this. Parents get this. We want our kids to grow up to have lives that are that are more fulfilling and joyful and prosperous than ours. It's a natural thing. But when we go to work, that's when all that gets pushed aside, and suddenly it becomes, you know, it's about a zero-sum game, and, and my success is somehow predicated on you're not being as successful as I am and all that other crap that we start telling ourselves, which just doesn't make sense. And the, the really great leaders understand that, it's, that that's not the way it should be. And they, they, so they, they push those boundaries aside, and they strive to make others greater than they are.
0: And now there are um, – in, in the GTY project, it, it, one of the things I love about it is it lays out a very specific um, tenets and very specific steps of how to do it, which, uh, going back to those formal mentoring programs, I think they assign them, and they never actually set out a formal uh, process. But there are three tenets right. to a, a GTY project. Uh, can you briefly explain what they are?
1: Yeah, at first let me let me explain what I mean by GTY project actually. Yeah, the the uh as I was writing the book, it became really clear to me that I'm asking people to do something that that for many people is is a is a very scary thing and it's a very it's a very challenging idea. Um and and it's a lot to ask somebody to be the kind of person that raises everybody else up. Right? And it, it, that takes a, I mean, that's a very, very rare person, and it takes a, a certain kind of, uh, you know, emotional bandwidth, I think, that that frankly, I, I don't think I have myself. I, I I can't honestly say that I'm the kind of person that strives to make everybody greater than I am. But what about this? What about picking one person? Just pick one person to start with. Be your GTY or greater than yourself project. So that's what I mean. Let's get very specific about this, right? So if you focus on one person, I mean, ideally we do this for everybody. I admit that that would be wonderful. But let's focus on one person. Take this person on as your project, which may or you know may or may not be a word that you that you like in this context. But I think it you know serves it serves the discussion well, and and that way we can get very specific about what to do and what not to do and we and we can see if it's working or not right and measure the results so the three tenets for gty are expand yourself give yourself and replicate yourself and yeah they're maybe a little bit prescriptive but i but i also left them loose enough that you can do a lot there's a lot of play in this i mean it's not a step by step formula in the sense of these are all the things that you need to do in this particular order. There are more the more tenets, the more principles, right? So expand yourself, we touched on already, it's it's to pay attention to your own expansion. Uh and this is nothing new. I mean we all know that we're supposed to be focusing on our own, you know, personal professional development. But the 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 tradition for that, or the history for that, or the conventional wisdom for that is that it's important to expand yourself because that gives you the competitive edge. Right? If you know more than the next person, if you, if you have more experience than the next person, you're going to get more opportunities. In the context of GTY, while all that is still true, of course, we want to expand ourselves in order to be more capable of raising other people up. In other words, expand yourself for the purpose of being able to give yourself, and that's the second tenet, give yourself. So when you have this project, this person that you that you that you're going to invest in, it's not just about being helpful. It's about opening up the proverbial floodgates and give this person everything that you can. And the word "give" is a bit of a misnomer, actually, because it, it tends to imply a, a balance sheet. You know? like if I give you if I give you something, I, I I delete that from my own account, right? It's a withdrawal from my own account, and that's not necessarily. If I give you my context, if I give you my knowledge, I'm not diminishing myself. If I give you my honest feedback, for example, it doesn't mean that I have less honesty, right? Oh, sorry, it's just lies from here on out. I used up all my honesty on my last bit of feedback. It doesn't work that way. So, But, but it's that, that giving heart. It's that sense of... Uh, not just a sense of generosity, but it's the actual, you know, it's the act of generosity to that person. All for the purpose, of listen, uh, the purpose of lifting that person up and with no conditions attached. So in other words, I'm not going to help you in order to get something from you. I'm not going to, you know, do you a favor so that you'll do me a favor. I'm doing this for you because, 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 period. Uh, so there's no condition attached to it. There's no quid pro quo except for one thing. And this is where the replicate yourself comes into play. The one thing that I'm going to demand that you do is do this for somebody else. It's the old pay it forward idea. So I'm going to take you on as my GTY project. I'm going to give you everything I can to raise you up. I'm going to, I'm going to demand that you follow through. I'm going to demand that you perform. I'm going to be there, you know, tough love and all that sort of a thing. Uh, But I'm not asking for anything in return, except that you go out and you take on a GTY project of your own and demand that that person do the same. And that's, that's, the way that we can actually, you know, go about changing the world in a significant way. So it starts as a very, you know, personal one-to-one kind of a thing, but its implications go way beyond that. And I think we have the potential to to, to make some significant change in the way that we do business with each other and in the way that we interact with the world.
0: Oh, absolutely. I, I think if this were imp- implemented on a company-wide scale, I mean, you'd, you'd transform the organization. Um, Which is which is interesting because I come. You know, Leader Lab is all about uh, promoting the practice of of theory and particularly leadership theory, Uh, and so I kind of have that tendency to view everything through a lens of what theory does this touch on. And and the one that I encountered when I read it, I'm curious to see if you found it in your research, was transformational leadership theory. Did did you encounter that all, or uh, find that all in your research, or when you were researching the book? Well,
1: yeah, sure. And and again, you know, there's I think it touches on a lot of different things. I mean, transformational leadership you know the, the whole the whole idea behind g t y is is i mean really is the development of other leaders is the the great leaders transform the people around them into greater leaders uh and that's that's the most significant act that we, that we can that we could take I and mean, our legacy is tied up in that the bench strength of the company is tied up in that I mean, you can make a lot of uh, uh you know, a lot of arguments as to why it makes sense just makes sense on a business level but it's also very closely related to uh you know to servant leadership you know that that our that our job as a leader is 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 not to you know to to be the you know in in the classic sense of the word you know the, the the man the woman the person in charge uh that our job is really to serve and and by serving the people around us including our customers and including our employees and including our colleagues uh that's how we give the greatest value and inspire people to do even greater things so it touches at, you know it's transformational leadership and servant leadership uh it's it, it's What it's not is, is, and this is true for all of my work and my whole point of view about what leadership is and what it isn't, what it's it's not is a treatment of leadership as a position or title. I mean, this has got nothing to do with with what it says on your business card or where you sit on the org chart, Uh, and and real leadership doesn't, ultimately. Um, You know, there are great leaders that have no positional authority whatsoever, and there are people with tremendous authority that are crappy leaders. Uh, We all know that, right? Uh, but having said that, you know, the higher up you go in an organization, the greater the expectation, even though leadership doesn't automatically come with the territory, the greater the expectation from others is that you will be a great leader. So, man, I mean, can you imagine working at a company where the CEO is a GTY type of a leader, and his or her whole focus is about making others in the company greater and demanding that of people around them. They do this for each other. I mean, that's maybe is that idealistic? Maybe. You know, am I a little bit of an idealist? Yeah, I'll cop to that. <laughs> I might be a little bit of an idealist, but I'm not naive. And, you know, I'm a business guy. So I'm asking people to do this because not it's not an altruistic kind of a thing. I mean, yes, it's tremendously fulfilling and rewarding and all that on a personal level. Uh, but the bottom line is, if we're going to talk about how important talent development is and how important engagement is... and and how important innovation is and creativity and how we want people to bring themselves fully to bear on the work they do every day. This is how you do it. This is how you do it in a very meaningful, direct way. It doesn't matter what anybody else in your company is or is not doing. You can either take on a GTY project or not. It's got nothing to do with where you sit in the org chart. It's got nothing to do with people around you are doing or not. What are you going to do about it? So that's That to me is, you know, it's taking transformational leadership, it's taking servant leadership, it's taking all the leadership theories seriously. And instead of theorizing about them, as a lot of people do, you know, I mean, there are a lot of people who love to read, you know, leadership books and have conversations like you and I are having, but, you know, you don't see it. It doesn't show up the way that they work. So, listen, do all the research you want. Read all the books that you want, but the bottom line is, you know, do something significant around you, and it's through that example that you're going to really make a difference in your organization. Not that I feel strongly about this, or anything, No,
0: not, not but, that you feel yeah. strongly at all, but <laughs> no, and, and we at Leader Lab think the same thing. You've got to put theory into practice, otherwise theory is useless. And and I think a great example of that, um, this this book, Greater Than Yourself, kind of blurs the line between uh, fiction and reality, because you actually have taken it on, put theory into practice, and you have your own uh, GTY project.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty obvious I can't I can't ask anybody to do this if I'm not doing it myself. Uh yeah, my GTI project and people can, you know, I I've, I've got several interviews with uh with him. His name is Tommy Spalding at, at greaterthanyourself.com. Uh we sat down in front of the camera a while back and just talked about our relationship. Um uh, but it's uh it's really amazing. I mean, it's just amazing to watch uh to watch what he's doing and and what's happening with him. His first book is coming out uh, so this is a guy. In a nutshell, you know, I won't tell the whole story here for just uh, in the interest of time. But Tommy is, is a very, very talented guy. I love him. I, 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 I believe in him, and he wants to. He's done incredible things, but he wants to do more of, of what I do in the arena that I that I have expertise in, which of course is in the speaking and writing and consulting and all that, and primarily in the speaking and writing arena. So I've given him, you know, all the support I can and, and introduced him to all the people that I know and. And uh, the upshot is that he has, you know, he grabbed on with everything he had. He put a lot of work. I didn't do anything for him, you understand. I mean, he did the work. But, you know, I've been his, you know, his. he's been my GTY project. So I've been his coach, his mentor, and I have literally connected him with everybody that I know in the field. And his first book is coming out uh, in, it should be the end of the summer. It's called It's uh, It's Not Just Who You Know. Uh, it's all about relation, building business, tremendous business relationships in, in, in ways that people really haven't discussed before. It's really tremendous stuff. It's a great book. I just <laughs> finished reading the manuscript. It's fantastic. And mark my words, uh, he's going to be much more uh, uh, renowned, influential, well-known in this arena than I am by the time all is said and done.
0: So to to put it in a pun, so he's going to be greater than yourself.
1: Yeah, exactly. that's, that's the, the entire, no pun at all. That's the entire point. Uh, but, you, you know, you mentioned the, the style of the book. I, I, the books that I've written so far have all been in that, that kind of parable genre. I like to write novels, you know, they're, so they're entertaining and, and uh, they're just a lot. They're a lot of fun to write and they're a lot of fun to read. In this case, I did mix it up quite a bit because even though I'm writing a parable, the, the example in the story about Tommy, which is in the book as well, is, there's nothing fictional about it. <laughs> so I have had a lot of fun just kind of blurring the uh you know, fantasy and reality, which I guess we all do to some extent, anyway, right? So
0: oh, very true.
1: It's made it a little more overt. Uh,
0: and and I have to ask on that blurred fiction and reality, and and for those who are listening that haven't read the book, they're just going to have to pick it up and find out. But uh, is there really a place called Don't Feed the Mullet, or is that all fiction?
1: <laughs> it's it's uh, it's kind of a bl- it's kind of a blend. Um, so for people that haven't read the book yet, there's there's a there's a scene there's a, a place. In the book, that's uh, the front of the place is a it's a, uh, a hair salon that is filled with all these musical instruments because the people there all play music together. Uh, that is based on a place right down the street from me here in, uh, in, in Poway, California. Uh, it's not called that; it's called something else, but it's but that's what it is. The back of the place, where there's uh, there's like a whole performance venue and and all that, is actually based on a place in Chicago in Evanston called the Evanston Space. So in the front of the place is a restaurant, and the back is a, is an incredible uh, performance venue. They have concerts and all that, and a recording studio. So I kind of blended two things together, the front of the place out here and the back of the place in uh, in Chicago. That's the great thing about writing is you can, you can take that palette, you know, mix up all the colors any way you want. Oh,
0: absolutely. And as we said, for those of you listening that have not have no idea what we're talking about. You're just gonna to have to pick up the book. So, but I'm curious. Our our final two questions, kind of a lightning round questions, but we ask them to everybody. Uh, Steve, what are you reading now?
1: Uh, right now, actually, I'm three quarters of the way through. Uh, it's it's not just who you know. That's Tommy's new book. Um, and it's uh, even though I I I know the whole story. And he didn't write a parable. this is very you know very on-the-ground how-to stuff, but he's telling his own stories. I've heard a lot of his stories over the years I've gotten to know him. Uh, but this is this is a fantastic book. I'm learning a tremendous amount, tremendous amount. So I'm I'm going to recommend that to everybody uh, as soon as it becomes available at the end of the summer.
0: Well, fantastic. And we'll keep tabs on it here at Leader Lab. And uh, if it's already out on Amazon for pre-order, we'll put a link in the show notes, et cetera. Uh, and then the last right. question, uh, what's next for you?
1: I'm actually working on... Uh, the, the first book that I've ever done is a collaboration. Um, I'm working with uh, with two people by the name of uh, Chris Atwood and Janet Atwood. Uh, they wrote a book called The Passion Test, um, which is a, a very successful book, but it was in the um, kind of in the self help arena. And their work and my work uh, are very, even though you know I've been primarily in the corporate world and they've been more in that personal transformation arena, are our work is very philosophically aligned, very closely aligned. So we're writing a book. Uh, we don't even have a working title on it yet, but it's basically about passion in business and in how to bring, you know, how to how to find and bring your own passion to bear on the work that you do every day, even in a situation where um, you know it may not be on an obvious level the work that you're passionate about. Uh, so we're in the very early stages of that. So that's what's next for me. And it's, you know, it's uh, it, it's it's a very, uh, it, it, it's exciting and it's interesting. It's a little bit scary because I've never, you know, collaborating on a book is a, is a whole different animal. But I, 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 we're all excited to see how that turns out. Well, we'll look forward
0: to that. We'll look forward to uh, it's not just who you know and, and all of the releases from Tommy Spaulding, somebody I'm sure we're going to get familiar with. And uh, Steve, if people want to get a hold of you or find out more about your work, where, where can they go? How can they reach you?
1: Yeah, stevefarber.com dot com uh and greaterthanyourself.com dot com uh are the, the two easiest places. Uh my direct email is Steve at SteveFarber dot com. Um I'm also on Twitter uh at stevefarber. Uh on LinkedIn uh we actually have a, a greater than yourself uh project group. Um four hundred and some members so far. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm all over the all over the, the social media landscape as uh, everybody needs to be nowadays.
0: Well, fantastic. Well, once again, the book is Greater Than Yourself. And if you want to figure out how to put transformational and servant leadership theory into practice, go check it out, learn the three tenets, and then go apply them and pick a GTY project for yourself. Uh, Steve Farber, thank you so much for joining us in the Leader Lab.
1: Thanks, David. My pleasure.